Katie Talking Sports, Thursday, March 2nd, 2017. Katie Talking Sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes. Love to hear your opinions, viewpoints, whatever you want to say to me. Love to hear it. All right, Isaac. Okay, now, Art Bryles is out at Baylor. And the a lot of stuff going down there. Actually, the head women's coach, Kim Mulkey, was crying today saying that her words were taken out of context and she was really upset. And, you know, she's been coaching there a long time. The problem is today's world, social media, everything, you say what you feel and then you're ridiculed for it and then you have to come back and kind of backtrack a lot of ways and I don't think that's right I feel like everything you say everything in the world is nitpicked you can't say anything you know they nitpick every how do you mean by this you know sometimes you just have emotions but now we're in a world where you know you can't fart without it being recorded and it's it's not cool there should be you know people have passions and you know in the heat of the moment you say things maybe it's not always right but emotions take us over now our Bryles he denies covering up the sexual violence at Baylor. At least 17 women were sexually assaulted. 19 football players are accused in the assaults. He has a daughter. His daughter, Staley, does defend her dad. But there was a transcript where Art Bryles was shown a list of names of players a woman had said attacked her, and his, his, his response was, those are some bad dudes. Why was she around those guys? Not the kind of answer. That's the instance instance where, wow. Not the kind of answer you'd want to give. A woman should never feel, doesn't matter who, whatever these bad dudes or guys are, women should never feel threatened in that respect. And this is a guy ahead of a program. And he deserved to be kicked out. And now the Texas Rangers are are investigating this whole thing. I just, you know, it's funny. I, I had all this stuff I wanted to say before I got started, and now I've thought about it. I've been here a little bit, letting it marinate a little bit, and I'm just like, wow, man. To let the program, you know, you, you have a Heisman Trophy winner, you get this beautiful new stadium. Ken Starr comes in. He has to resign. I mean, all the, the shit that happened, I mean, a mess. And when 17 women, 19 football players accused that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff going on there. And to say, you know, they're bad dudes. Why was she around those guys? I don't care if it's Charles Manson. That's not the answer you should be giving. <laughs> and his daughter, you know, says it's overblown. You know what? The numbers seem to say that it wasn't really overblown. And he has a daughter too. You know, I mean, I know she's protecting her dad, but she loves her dad. But this guy's a daughter, man. Even if you don't have a daughter, you have to think, Wow. And I am not saying all athletes are like this. I don't want to stereotype, but a lot of athletes come to campus. They have been treated like gods since they were kids, told they were great. You see what they make a mockery of the signing day, these kids. It's made into like its its own little Oscar ceremony. And some of these kids get to college. They think they're above the law. Nothing can go wrong. Johnny Manziel, huh? Had a good time in college. Kind of paid for it after college. 
you know, you have to grow up. And I'm not denying that I made mistakes and I continue to make mistakes. Even it's my 40s make mistakes. But still, sometimes you got to pay the piper. And Bryles, something happened here. Something definitely happened up here. And that response, that's one of the ones where I can see Kim Mulkey, you know, getting a little heated and saying, you know, if someone talks badly, she's, you know, punch him in the face. Maybe that wasn't the best, you know, yeah. That one might have been one she would like to take back a little do-over. But they're all little, they're all little, uh, they're a little frazzled there. You know, I mean, she's still coaching there. She knows her girls are good girls. She's seen some of the football players. I know she's seen athletes on, and she knows, she has relationships with these kids and whatever. And she's been coaching there a long time. So there is a feeling of loyalty to the school, to the program, everything. And they're going to defend it, even through bad times. Look, hey, Penn State went through all that with Joe Paterno. I know a lot of people went to school there. They are very passionate about that school. I went to American, and the arena was named after Khashoggi, who was an arms dealer, they found out later. But they took the money at first. Happens everywhere, you know? I mean, happens everywhere. And the, they took down the Paterno statue on campus. I mean, that guy gave millions of dollars to the school, to the library, all that stuff. Made a bad judgment call. Destroyed his legacy. He retired. He was done. He didn't even last a year. I mean, it's it's sad. It's had all that work put in and poof, it's over in an instant. I think that's enough on that subject. You know, on a lighter note, I know that's a serious thing. The Nets ended their six-game losing streak yesterday. They beat Sacramento 109-100 in Sacramento. Sacramento owned, opened a new arena. They're now 10-49. and Sacramento fell to 25-36. and And I thought this was interesting. Brooke Lopez... 24 points, 8 rebounds. He passed 10,000 points. He is now second in franchise history with 10,014 points. He is 426 points behind Buck Williams for the all-time leading scorer in Nets history. All-time leading scorer only has 10,000 points for the Nets. Crazy, right? Actually, I don't know what the Knicks' leading scorer has all-time. I need to check that out. I, I need to check that out. Buddy Heald had 16 to lead the Kings. Nets previous win was on January 20th at New Orleans. Had dropped 27 of 28 since beating Charlotte on December 26th. 27 of 28 games. Jeremy Lin had 17-5 rebounds. Whitehead, 14 points off the bench for the Nets. Karis LeVert started, had 13.7 rebounds, 2 assists. Nets 11 threes, 46% shooting. And Brooks... Brooke Lopez and Jeremy Lin scored 14 of the last 16 points down the stretch to get the win for the Nets. Sacramento third loss. They are 1-3 since Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, was traded to the Pelicans. Also, 15, turtle t- 15 turnovers from the Kings led to 18 at points. Sacramento's three games behind in eighth for the eighth, eighth seed in the West, tied for ninth with the T-Wolves. Which I like seeing these teams. I like oh, teams to make the playoffs, man. I don't care if they go in as the A seed and have to play Golden State. I'd like to see them. I think it'll help them. A young team, it'll really will. Nets actually scored the first eight points. It took a 21-6 lead in the first. They play at Utah tomorrow. But how about that? Ten in a row you lose. I mean, I'm sorry. 16 in a row you lose. 27 last 28. You get a win lead from start to finish. Get a win. A win's a win. They've been playing hard. 10-49, and 49, not a pretty record. But hey, it's not like... Uh, Things could look up. Not this year, 
But I think in the future, I, I like Kenny Atkinson. I think he is going to be the real deal. I think uh, the GM Marks, Sean Marks, he is the real deal. I think it's a marathon, not a sprint. Give them time, and I think the Nets will show us something in the future. Now, Kyle O'Quinn, I was talking to Ryan today. Going to get him on because he's a huge Knicks fan. We had some interesting talks today. He showed me a clip today of Charlie Ward, who I always wondered if, you know, going back in time when he wins the Heisman, and back then I thought there was a stigma. There always still has been a stigma with a black African-American quarterback, but I thought he should have been given a shot. He was a hell of a quarterback in college. But there was the playoff game where P.J. Brown and him got caught together, and then all the guys came off the bench, and they changed the rule. They suspended all the Knicks. They ended up losing the series to the Heat, but... Man, we were talking about Alonzo Mourning. That was a big, big dog. Big guy. Big guy. Larry Johnson. Allen Houston, I was like, wow, he got that big contract, never lived up to it. But Charlie Ward, I'd love to talk to him. That's a guy I'm going to try to get to talk in the future. Now, Kyle O'Quinn might be headed to the doghouse. Got yanked after two minutes last night. Kind of went half-ass on defense. He thought he was going to get the start because it was against his former team. He's on a four-year contract, two years left. It's pretty, I think it's only paying him like $4 million a year. It's pretty team-friendly. He's not probably going anywhere, but man, Hornacek was just, this is the thing. Aaron Gomez was out with an ankle sprain. Porzingis got his first start at center. So the new lineup could be Porzingis at center, Anthony at power forward, and Lance Thomas at small forward, who Hornacek loves. He says he really helps the defense get going, and just the team plays a lot better. Now they're 3-3 three and three the last six, the Knicks. Magic were 5 for 25 from three. That helped the, get the win last night. They play at Philly tomorrow, six of the next seven on the road. But a lot of them are against mediocre teams. Can the Knicks go 16-5 to finish 500 the rest of the season? Do we want them to? Do we want them to lose the Cavs first round? Not me, my friends. Not me at all. I don't want to see that. And NBA is doing some things. They're going to increase, increase the officiating staff by 25% over the next three years. And they want to use virtual reality to train the refs. I think that's kind of cool. You know, I think it's, an, it's the wave of the future. Also going to have an officiating advisory council, current and former players and coaches. Kenny Smith is one of the former players on the council. And new to data, new data-driven game review system, more stats. Post-game survey process to share officiating feedback. I like that. Hey, you know what? Anything, you know, it should be, they should have a guy in a booth and bam, they get the responses back. I think, you know, when, if refs, refs meets thing, miss things, hey, they're only human. Let's make things tighter. You have the technology now. Football, all the sports. Technology's out there. Make it so there is never... All the calls are made. If someone misses something, you go to the New York offices, bam, it's fixed, it's done. And Celtics, first time this season in three games, they beat the Cavs at home. One hundred three ninety nine. Isaiah Thomas, who, man, he is fast. 31 points a lead, the Celtics. LeBron had a triple-double, seventh of the year, 28 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Kyrie Irving at 28. Now, the thing was, this is the first time that the Cavs lost when they were leading at any point of the fourth quarter on the road. It was a good, you know, when you watch the Knicks play, I watched at the end of the Knicks-Magic game, and then you watch the Celtics-Cavs, it was, it, was different for, it was different basketball, just much different. Deron Williams in his... Cavs debut, four points in 24 minutes. Derek Williams is on a second 10-day contract. 10 first half points, 13 overall. And listen to this. In the, in the two previous Celt- the 
Celtics losses, the Cavs averaged 126 points, and Kevin Love in those two games had 56 points, 23 rebounds. Well, you get hurt, boom, that's over with. And how about this? March 2nd, 1962, 55 years ago, Wilt scored 100 points versus the Knicks. I was not there, and a lot of people said they were there. It was played actually in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Nobody was really there. And imagine 100 points. And actually, it was a terrible free free throw free free throw shooter and he had a very good game that day it was a horrific free throw shooter and he had a great game that day but nobody a day like Chris Clemens had today 51 points for for you know what I, I, I just blanked on for Campbell in the Big South quarterfinals he had 51 18 for 32 from the floor 8 for 14 for 3, 7 to 8 from the line. He missed one late. Broke the school and Big South scoring records. Him and Jimmer Fredette are the only two players to top 50 points in a conference tournament game in the last 20 years. How about that? Freshman guard at a Raleigh, North Carolina, 51 large. Career high, career game. And they won the game. That's pretty cool, right? Not a bad day. 51 points, man. I don't think I ever... I think one basketball game, I think I had four or six points. I was not a good athlete. Not even close. All right. Now, Yankees. Got a little baseball. Now, but Mr. Patantis is going to play for the Dominican Republic in the World Baseball Classic. But he said he's going to see how he feels every day before deciding if he's ready to pitch. He said he's going to, you know, you know. he said it's he's got to be careful too. He doesn't want to peak in March when they have to Season hasn't even started, but he's playing. And Chris Carter, who they just picked up from the Brewers, he was tied for the National League home run title last year. The problem why he didn't get signed, they said he's a short swing, short swing that he has tremendous power, but lower half stacked and don't move it. This is per Kevin Long, the hitting coach. He said, it's like hitting a golf ball without a weight shift in your lower body. Now, He's the kind of guy, one one pitch, he can change the complexion of a game. He's going to play some first base for his left-handed pitching and will spell Matt Holiday on certain days. But, hey, they're trying to work on it. They're going to get it fixed, and we'll go from there. You know what? I'll tell you, Carter hits 20-something home runs this year. I remember that when they got Strawberry that one, you know, when he played. You want a guy that can come off the bench and give some power numbers for you. Keep everybody keep uh, relievers and all that honest. Chris Carter, hey, he's playing for a new contract. He's on a one-year deal. He's going to play for a contract. He's going to want to do something. And Jose Reyes said he's going to top last year, 60 games, 326 on-base percentage, 25 extra base hits, and 45 runs. He said he's going to do even better this year. Hey, he's going to be playing a lot more because David Wright said he's not retiring. He says rehab, not retirement. Said number one priority now is my shoulder. Wants to stay in baseball. Of course he does. They owe him $67 million. I know it's guaranteed, but these guys all have pride. He's not giving up yet. And Jose Reyes, he's going to he's gonna have to do something this year. I, you know, I think the Mets are going to be all right this year. I don't know if great, great, but I think they'll be pretty damn good. And then uh, yeah, Red Sox, a little, little nerve, nervous uh, in Red Sox land, in Red Sox nation. Hanley Ramirez won't play for the Dominican Republic at the World Baseball Classic. Right shoulder soreness. And David Price, 31-year-old, his elbow, 
actually forearm, elbow. He's going to see Dr. James Andrews, who's at the Combine. He's a... Uh, you better be afraid, very afraid. He's in the second year of a seven-year, $217 million contract, 17-9 last year. But, man, you do not want him going down. And if this is something serious, I know they just picked up Chris Sale, but still. And baseball's making some rules changes, which really don't do anything to speed up the game. But, you know, the non-pitch intentional walks, 30-second time limit for managers to decide on a challenge. Teams no longer are allowed to place any sort of markers on field to help with defensive alignment. I think that's, you know, come, really? I mean, what, you have to mark it out because guys can't pay attention? I, I Speed up, you know, shot clock. Shot clock for pitchers, shot clock for batters. And when the manager has exhausted challenges for the game, the crew chief may invoke a replay review for non-home run calls beginning in eighth instead of seven. I mean, like, who, really? I mean, once I wrote these down, I was like, that's great and all, but can we speed up the goddamn game a little bit? Please? Please? Pretty please? For the love of God? Make it happen? Please? No. Of course not. And the Jets, Todd Bowles' arrest of Riva shocking, knows his character, but said it was based on his performance, not on the arrest. Okay, hopefully we've beaten that to death enough. Also, Nick Mangold was at Disney World or Disneyland when he found out he had been released. Why Instagram works so much and why it doesn't. Who gives a shit? Colin Kaepernick, I thought this was interesting, is going to stand for the anthem next year, believes protests created positive change. Okay. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay, positive change. Yeah, people got people start talking, yes. Where's he going to play next year? I have no idea. No idea. And Romeo, I'm sorry, Romo and... T- Tony Romo, Jay Cutler, free agent or trade. We're not sure if they're going to be released or traded, but Romo, they think, could get a third-round pick. Cutler, a fifth. Combine, Samaje Perrine from Oklahoma, 30 reps at 225 today for the running backs. That's a lot of reps. A lot of reps. And the Combine, they were talking about Joe Mixon not going. Well, it is the toughest environment for prospects to answer questions. And the coaches also pointing to the league-wide offensive line issues. They said the reasons to loosen practice rules. They said less hitting in camp plus not much hitting in the season equals tough to develop young backup linemen. And they said one of the reasons why the owners might do it is because the quarterback injuries, backup offensive linemen can, are not ready for when they're called to the plate. I agree with that. I feel like maybe they don't have to hit their heads as much, but I think coaching has to be done because you know, quarterbacks here, especially a quarterback is the top Franchise tag at over $21 million. And tight ends, the lowest at $9.78 million. These There's a lot of money spent on quarterbacks. And look what happened. Look what happens if a guy gets hurt. You Imagine Brady. They go, they go crazy. And they also talk about the combine. You really have to look at the medicals and interviews. Don't get too gaga over physical testing and field work because the clubs really aren't. I agree. Especially they're in shorts and T-shirts. That's not the real thing. I watch game tape. I need to see him in the pads because that's what they're really playing. Bench press, that's another thing. I read, what did Golik say? And I'm, I, uh, uh, an old friend of mine used to say, we, you know, you can't bring the bench press out onto the football field. I think there should be more football-centric drills. And Belichick has talked about that. And hey, he, was, he was actually at the Celtic game last night. And LeBron talked to him afterwards. He put goat for him, which, yeah, I agree. I agree. A.J. McCarron, Cincinnati. Wants to start, 
Trade price, though, tough to figure out right now. Mike Brown won't trade him to a conference rival in the Browns, but he would love to play somewhere. You know, he played all right. You know, he'll get a shot. And the Browns are saying, VP Sashi Brown, team will listen responsibly to any trade offers for the number one pick in 2017 draft. They'll listen. Doesn't mean they'll do anything about it, but they said they're listening. Eric Berry, you know, he got the six-year, $78 million deal, $40 million guaranteed. As I said, safeties were actually only making $10 million a deal. Well, you have him and Honey Badger over $12 million. Actually, Barry's over 13, And he's basically the quarterback of the defense for the Chiefs. Has range, plays ball well, good tackler. He's basically blend of all, everything you want a safety to be. Can bait quarterbacks and has the athletic ability to make them pay. They're saying LSU's Jamal Adams and Ohio's, the Ohio State's Malik Cooker both targeted to go in the top 10 of the draft. They even said that Jamal Adams might be a Jet because they have to replace Revis. They do, they do, they do. And Tony Romo, what do you think? A Peyton Manning-like tour for 2012? Like he had in 2012? Nah, I don't know. I don't think it's the same thing. Manning was a different player. I wouldn't even put, I think it's, no, you know, Tony Romo, a good player, but it's disrespectful to him compare him to Peyton Manning. Not the same career. And Jalen Smith, you know, there's someone, you know, with the drop foot he has. J.R. Reed played three NFL seasons with a condition after suffering nerve damage in 2005. Said he's going to play with this drop foot. It should be interesting. I mean, if he hadn't got, you know, that Fiesta ball, man, it's a big what if. You'll see if he comes back. Now, Lions GM Bob Quinn disappointed with Joe Mixon at the Combine, wanted him there so he could do his own investigation, his due diligence. But I'm like, can he just bring him in for a private workout? I mean, we know he punched a woman that got on videotape. That's never going to go away. And, you know, Mixon said, hey, you know, they did what they have to do. He's going to watch the Combine. He wants to see what his competition is doing right now. And he has a pro day to show off his wares. I don't know. I don't think it's that big a deal, dude. I mean, if you really want to talk him, bring him in. You talk to him. He says, well, you know, we have all the teams are there. What does it matter? If you really want to talk to him, bring him into your team, have a private workout, all that shit, and you're done. I don't know. After I read it, I was like, really? Now, this I found was interesting. Will Adrian Peterson accept a diminished role? He's 16th all-time in rushing yards, missed nearly two of 10 seasons, and went through one after ACL surgery. 32, he's logged more carries than O.J. Simpson, Earl Campbell, and Jim Brown. They want to know what's left in the tank. They said he's diligent with his body, we know that, but not in the classroom. He needs to master the mental side of the game. Think of Ricky Williams, think of all the LaDainian Tomlinson, all these guys. Now this guy, eight, AP's never had more than 500-yard receiving in a season, in a, in a season, or 45 catches, one 400-yard season receiving, and two 40-yard catch seasons. Now you have to be that guy Who's like the Swiss Army life? You have to be able to do everything. Like I talked talked uh, yesterday. Who's the guy that comes? Danny Woodhead. Now, ideally, he's a first and second round back. But will he? Will he take? Will he take that decreased role? Or does he have to be the man? I feel like you know. Do you want to keep playing, or you need, you need to be the man, man? Or do you want that damn ring? I think I want the ring at thirty two. I want the ring now. That's me. But what do I know? Hey, Carmelo wanted the money. He wants to be the man. I don't think he doesn't sound like he really wanted the ring. He had no trade clothes. He kept it going. I, you know, I feel like in the end, what's your legacy? Okay, I made $300 million playing football or, you know, I made a couple hundred million dollars. But in the end, I like looking at my hands. I go, did I, did I go for it? Did I get a shot to get that ring? Did I maybe sacrifice a little bit of money? Chris Long did it this year. Guys do it. 
Carmelo, nah, he'll never do it. Needs to be the man. AP, to be determined. And how about Saturday night in CBS, which I thought, now this is the second primetime boxing on the on broadcast TV in the 40 years. I think they talk about championship because I, f- I found this a little hard to believe. Now, Sugar Ray Leonard's going to call the f- action at Barclays Center. Keith, one-time Thurman, 27-0, 22 KOs, is going to go against Danny Swift Garcia, 33-0, 19 KOs. They're both unbeaten welterweight champs. Thurman's the WBA champion. Garcia's a WBC champion. And it's the third time two unbeaten welterweight champs have met in a unification bout. Last one was 99. Felix Trinidad beat Oscar De La Hoya. Should be a really good fight. You know? That's kind of cool, right? I think it's kind of cool. All right. Now, we got the Knicks tomorrow. Nets tomorrow. Oh, and trivia question. Last night's trivia question. What National League team currently holds the longest playoff drought? The Miami Marlins with 13 years going into the 2017 season. And my last... Tonight's trivia question. Longest winning streak by an NBA team with a losing record in NBA history. Longest winning streak by an NBA team with a losing record in NBA history. And I just saw Capitals win a franchise record 14 straight home game. one nothing win over the Devils. How about that? See, that's what we do on JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We give you up-to-date news. So, folks, I'm calling it a night. Have a good night. Peace out. Talk to you soon.